Flushing girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hello and welcome back to Oh, Mr. Sheffield, a podcast about The Nanny, a hit sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. We are here with season four, episode 10, The Car Show. I am Shondi Pasquale with Trish Sheffield. That's right. And we are your hosts. We're going to gently guide you through a recap of The Car Show, written by Robbie Schwartz and directed by Dorothy Lyman. And this is the one that you might remember. Mm, because of Rosalind Kind? No, because what is it about, Toria? I'm trying to think why you might remember it more than any other. Um, but anyway, so the uh, this one is uh, – there's a couple things going on at the same time. But basically, Maggie really wants a car for her 17th birthday. And she enlists Fran's help to get – to basically win one in a car show. And meanwhile – um, Cece and Mr. Sheffield are working with uh, an event that will be hosted by Barbara Streisand. And these that's two right. things. Oh, that's why. You this think is the right. one that Barbara Streisand doesn't appear on. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Now I get it. Also, I have to call out. I like how you said we would gently guide them through the episode, which makes me feel like we are like the gyne- – we are the pap smears of podcast hosts right now. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, God. Because <laughs> um, the, the, that verbiage was interesting to me. But we are. Also, we so are. That is what we are. This episode starts off – with Rosalind Kind singing in the living room of the mansion. And Rosalind Kind yeah. is Barbara Streisand's half-sister. Oh, is that real? Yeah. So I, I thought it was a joke. Nope. Okay, so I didn't really know about this well, either. Well, half-sister is full-sister. You know what I mean? Like, they're still sisters. They're sisters. They're sisters. I'm just they're trying sisters. to provide all the facts. You know, all, all right, the facts. All right. Nothing more, nothing less. But basically, Rosalind is her matern- is her sister from her mom's side. Um, and she is nine years younger than Barbara. And so she, on her mom's side, by Jewish law, they're definitely sisters. Really? I just knew they'd both be Jewish. Well, but I mean, I was just making it. Yeah. That, that, oh, I, I see. Just, I see. Oh, I see. I see. But so, yeah, this, she's cut this, cut this. What was I going to say? Okay. She, in her own right, um, has, you know, is a Broadway singer, is an actress, has toured internationally. She is a, a heavyweight in that world, but I had actually never heard about her, which. Um, I don't know if it's just like a weird gap in my knowledge um, or if maybe she's just so much less famous than Barbara Streisand that she doesn't p- go on people's radars. Um, yeah, they yeah, same. I mean, I've never like, yeah. yeah, I never heard of her. Maybe we're just like a little bit out of that like age era. Demo. Yeah, the age demo of like if you were really into Barbara in like the 70s and 60s, you knew about her sister. But by yeah. the 80s and 90s, it was like. And she was appearing on the nanny. You it's know. slightly one of those things where it's like, you know, it's like, yes, yeah, she was the musical guest on SNL, but it was the episode where like Barbara Streisand's then boyfriend was hosting and, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that, where it's like mm-hmm. often connected mm-hmm. to Barbara, but she, she has a great voice and her, her yeah. look and the way that she talks, you're instantly like, that is Barbara Streisand's sister. Yeah, like totally. So similar. Yep. But so she's singing um, at the piano and Cece and Mr. Sheffield are like delightedly listening. And we established that she's going to be singing at a big charity event for them that will be hosted by her sister, Barbara Streisand. And I, I made the note that Rosalind kind of was being a very good sport about this because they kind of keep making this joke that the only reason they really asked her is because they want Barbara. Um, and at one point, she's like, well, you know, I 
actually which is very similar to the joke that they make about um uh, bill clinton's brother yes yes <laughs> well but this is like yeah that's true very true you know um, <laughs> like where they're like i mean i can't believe you're here but with your brother's busy schedule yeah exactly exactly um, or like we, we got we got you here because we wanted to ask your brother something you know i feel like they did a, they did like something similar yeah know? but yeah. so she she starts uh singing again at the piano and then fran in a totally different part of the house comes down the stairs and she starts hearing the voice which sounds so right. similar to barbara and literally I this was this. fantastic yeah yeah fran drescher was so excellent in this episode she she literally like starts to like almost falter and fall down like collapse yeah. it's like a spiritual wave has washed over her because yeah. she thinks and, and she goes barbara, barbara. <laughs> and she starts like shaking the door because it won't open and she's like no yeah. no, no. Yeah. And she starts like just like running through the house in a complete tizzy and then she eventually finds her way like all the way around the house and get yeah. like barrels through the front door because she can't get in any other way and she runs over and she goes barbara barbara and then uh Cece's like, no, 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 like, it's her sister. And she goes, same DNA, same DNA. She falls to her knees and starts kissing Rosalind Kine's boots. And yes. then Rosalind Kine goes, oh, yeah, these are actually my sisters. And Fred just goes, take them off, take them off. And so she's <laughs> trying to take them off. She's just like a complete rabid she's maniac. A lunatic. And yeah. it's so funny and such a, like, again, like unself conscious co comedic performance, which I love when, when, especially when like pretty women do it, because I feel like, again, it's just like, you're so conditioned not to be goofy when you're like yes. a woman in the public eye. And I, so I just, I love this. Um, it's very Lucille Ball. And um, <laughs> this scene actually ends with, um, they basically kind of like pull uh, Miss Fine. They, they pull Fran off of her. And then, you know, Cece's like, you know, why don't we just, why don't we just go into the office? And Fran's like, yes, yeah, it's a great idea. Great idea. It's a little more, you know, a little more intimate. Da, 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 and she starts walking with them. Mr. Sheffield and Cece are ahead of her. She waits for them to get through the door, at yes. which point she slams it behind them, turns around, and is now alone with Rosalind Kind and goes, give me Barbara's address, and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> and that's, like, the end of that scene. Like, um, And then we you know, did the credits, and we come back to the mansion, and we established later that day that Maggie really wants a car for her 17th birthday, and Mr. Sheffield is like, is like no, you're not going to get one, which I think is very reasonable, especially in Manhattan. Like, come on. Um, what a wasted expense. They literally Absolutely. have, like, a car service. Um, Absolutely. And, and a driver. They have a butler. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like – yeah, so absurd. Um, but so she's like, well, I found a way that I'm going to get one, Fran. I'm like, I'm going to win one in this trans am competition. And she's like, you know, you just got to win a bathing suit uh, competition, do the talent portion, and then drive a, uh, a trans am car through an obstacle course. Um, and she's like, but, you know, and then Fran is like, Fran's like, oh, no, there's no way you're going to be, you know, parading around in this skimpy bikini so men can just ogle your body. And um, Maggie's like, oh, no, 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 I, I'm too young to enter. I thought you could do it. And then Fran's like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, and but then she's like, oh, but I can't do it, you know, because I can't drive stick, which is also funny because um, the age to enter was 18 to 25. And Fran's <laughs> like, well, then I'm out. I can't drive stick. <laughs> um, but, you know, but so then um, – Maggie's like, well, maybe, maybe dad can teach you on his Porsche. And Fran's like, oh no, like he's definitely not going to let me enter a competition. Like, you know, he's not going to teach me to drive sticks so that you can get a car. Um, but then she kind of thinks about it and Mr. Sheffield walks in and she, and Fran instantly goes, 
oh no, Maggie, like I've seen your dad drive. There's no way he could teach someone to drive stick. Because she is much like Niles, she knows that Mr. Sheffield's so petty that that's the exact thing he'll need to hear to be like, no, I'm going to teach you. <laughs> um, so we cut to the next scene. It's Fran and Mr. Sheffield. They're driving in his Porsche and he's kind of like, you know, teaching her, you know, which gears to shift into. Um, we also find out that she makes $6 an hour in this scene. And then there was a, such an annoying nitpick on IMBD about that because it, it's kind of said as a joke. Because he, he's like, you know, what you bring to my children's lives is priceless, Miss Fine. And she goes, well, then why do you price it at $6 an hour? <laughs> and and um, the IMBD nitpick is live in – it was like live in employees don't make weekly. They don't make hourly. They make weekly salary, salaries. So, like, there's no reason that she would say that. And it's like – or she did the math on her – weekly salary and realized it came out to six dollars an hour like it was such an annoying nitpick yes but i also did some quick math conversion um and with inflation that's it's not the worst salary like it's like you know she'd be making like i forget it was like 1800 a month but also like housing and food is paid for so you know okay that's not that's not the worst i mean i was wondering that i i i i'm that was one of my notes as i was like hmm is that a fair salary or is that – I mean, is it, she getting ripped off? If you pay – if you don't pay for food and you have zero utilities, like you're rolling in it with 1800 That's true. She does get to live and she doesn't pay rent. Exactly. I mean she, and she and that's more money than I have at the end of a month. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay. All right. So, Look, that's awesome. Good for her. You go, girl. Go. Good <laughs> um, for you. So while they're <laughs> – dr- <laughs> Lordy dog, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> You're just walking around in front of my lights. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking act yeah. Fuck, what don't you fucking understand? For I'm, a, who- I'm a genius <laughs> and you're just walking around in front of my lighting. <laughs> oh, good for oh, you. Well, good for you. So this baffling non sequitur for people who don't know, that is from leaked audio from Christian Bale from like over a decade ago when he flipped out on the set of a Terminator movie <laughs> at a lighting guy. Um, okay. So, All right, go ahead. Then um, <laughs> we – Okay, we're in the car. She's driving. She's actually doing pretty well. Then the car phone goes off. And so Mr. Sheffield puts it on speaker. And it's Cece. And she's like, oh, Maxwell, great news. We just found out that we have secured Barbara Streisand for the event. But the only caveat is she'll only host if it's in her house in the Hamptons. Fran is so excited to hear this because it means, like, she is probably going to get to go to Barbara Streisand's home. (laughs) That she, like... Is not looking at the road. She freaks out and she runs over a rabbit. Yes. Like, you know, she like slams the brakes and then they stop. And then she's like, oh my God, I think I hit something. And he's like, uh, no, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And she's like, and he's like, I, I think it was just a, a piece of garbage. And she's like, a piece of garbage with two ears and a fluffy tail. And then he's like, oh, trust me, Miss Fine, you didn't. At which point, Cece, who is still on speaker, this is like my favorite line of the whole episode. She goes, no, no, I know that sound. <laughs> Miss Vine ran over a little wascally wabbit. <laughs> Just the idea that Cece runs over so many animals <laughs> that she knows the sound. <laughs> and then is also slightly delighted. 
Yeah. She goes, no, no, I know that sound. This fine, you know, wascally I I laugh so hard. Um, and so we cut back to the mansion and Fran, you know, Fran and Mr. Sheffield, they're in the kitchen, and Fran is just, you know, she loves animals so much. She is so depressed. And um, it kind of it, you know, he's basically like, Well, don't worry, Miss Fine, like, you know, think what would Barbara Streisand do if if she ran over a rabbit? And she's like, Well, First of all, she'd fire her chauffeur. And she's like, then she'd probably write a beautiful ballad about it. Then she did the duet with Julio Iglesias to get the <laughs> to, to capture the international market. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, this did make me feel better. And she's like, and you know what? My platform for the Trans Am, like the Trans Am contest, it's gonna be animal rights. And she stands up <laughs> and she's like newly inspired by this experience. So then we cut to the Trans Am competition. And they meet Miss America, who was the real Miss America at the time, Tara Don Holland, who she was very good in her, you know, couple lines. Yeah. She had this funny bit where she she wishes Maggie luck. And then Maggie's like, oh, no, it's not me. Like, Fran's entering. And then she kind of looks at Fran and goes, oh, uh, good luck. Like, <laughs> clearly trying to sweetly wish this older woman good luck. Um, and we then, you know, we cut to the actual competition and Fran's in a skimpy bathing suit. And I just got to say woman looks great for almost 40 can't even believe my eyes like what an inspiration to women in their 30s everywhere yeah um, but that's also body shaming so if you don't look like that that's also fine it's okay it's okay i don't look like that and maybe i shouldn't want to look like that but so then uh fran she's literally in a bathing suit and she's waving to the crowd and they're like "Ooh, oh. our front runner fran fine is out and like she's about to do the obstacle chorus portion so she gets in the car and, you know, we know that she knows how to drive shift now um, or stick. And she just has to basically go through this little obstacle course with cones. And then, you know, it seems like she's going to win. She gets in the car and what does she see? But uh, one of those lucky rabbit's foot feet, mm -hmm. like hanging from the dashboard. She sees it. She literally screams like she's so traumatized. And it's like the psycho music. <laughs> and she just like definitely clearly has some sort of psychological <laughs> meltdown. So then we come back to the mansion the next day, and it's clear that she fumbled the drive because she got so freaked out by that rabbit's foot, and she lost the car. She didn't get it for Maggie, and she's so depressed, and nothing's cheering her up. And, um, you know, Mr. Sheffield literally, like, oh, and not only that, but she's, like, afraid to drive now. Like, this whole experience has made her, like, phobic of driving. Right. And Mr. Sheffield is like, you know, Miss Fine, like, no, let's go for a drive. Come on. We got to get you back back behind the wheel. That's the only way you're going to get over this fear. Um, and he has a really funny line where he's like, we can drive to the Paramus Mall and take buttons, <laughs> pull buttons off of things so you can get that extra 10% discount. <laughs> Just the idea that, like, A, it's, a that's what cheers her up, but B, it's so sweet that he would do it. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I can't. And he's like, of course you can. And she's like, no, I'm banned from the Paramus Mall. <laughs> Which made me laugh really hard. But anyway, so he's like, is there just anything I could do to cheer you up? And then Niles goes, well, you could bring her to that uh, Barb. You could bring her to Barbra Streisand's house in the Hamptons. And then literally Fran's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You would do that for me. You would do that for me. And she like takes him into this embrace, <laughs> which by Mr. Sheffield motions for Niles to come closer, like behind Fran's back. He then grabs Niles by the collar and goes, pack your bags, you're fired. <laughs> pack your bags and get out. Because he's so mad that Niles is like 
that was the thing that he suggested because now he's stuck bringing you know bringing Fran to this huge event where she might do something insane. Right. Um, and then we have this. The next scene is uh, Mr. Sheffield is driving his Porsche. Cece's in the front. Fran's in the back. They're driving to the Hamptons that you know at nighttime, and Fran's just in the back, like practicing what she's going to say to Barbara. And it's just very funny because you know she's clearly like like Cece's like please do not humiliate us and she's like i'm not gonna <laughs> and then mr sheffield suddenly starts to feel really sick and he like pulls the car over and he's like i need to get some air i think i might not be able to finish the drive and then cc's like but Maxwell's like i don't drive stick you know what are we gonna do and she like pulls fran into the front seat and she's like miss fine you drive stick you have to get us there and fran's like no no i can't drive i, I don't drive anymore like Ugh. and she's like you have to you have to and she's like no and she's like no i'm not gonna see barbara <laughs> and then cc desperate literally starts singing a barbara song and then she goes and miss fine i or nanny fine i was gonna tell you this but James Brolin is supposed to propose to Barbara tonight and you'll miss it if we don't get there. And she's like, I can do it. And she like yells to Mr. Sheffield. She's like, get in. You can puke in the car. <laughs> so we established that like this was the motivation she needed to overcome her fear. And then the next morning, she's in the kitchen with Niles and they're having coffee. And he's like, did you actually get to talk to Miss Streisand? <laughs> this is so great she has this huge smile on her face and she's like yep i said i love you my queen and she said put those boots back in my closet <laughs> and, just, and um we then um then you know she basically is like can i have you to think niles like if you didn't suggest that to mr sheffield like you know i never would have gotten there and and or anything because if mr sheffield hadn't gotten sick i never even would have gotten over my fear of driving and he's like, yeah, he's like, well, you know, the thing is, like, I like I didn't give Mr. Sheffield pate. He hasn't, you know, we haven't had pate in months because that's what Mr. Sheffield had claimed was making him feel sick. Yeah. And she's like, well, why would he say that then? And she's like, oh, my God, he was faking because he knew that that would get me to drive. And that's, you know, and he actually really cared and he wanted me to get over this fear. Like, you know, oh, my God, he he clearly cares so much about me. And and then, you know, Niles kind of smiles. About, and then she's like, did you know that he you know felt this way about me? And he's like, did I know? For four years, I've been hinting to him. I've been hinting to you. I've been hinting to him to hint to you. Why do you think I don't have any time? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Now, now we've kind of reached this new stage where – Fran knows that not, you know, Niles knows that they're in love and it's just, it's becoming so much just like common knowledge now. Right. Yes. There's no dancing around. This. There's no pussyfooting around. Anymore. <laughs> I hate that phrase. I don't know why I said yeah, it. I don't know why. Either. I don't know why. I don't like that phrase either. No one likes it. Um, nope. Okay. I don't even know what it means, but, um, so then, um, she goes into Mr. Sheffield's office to kind of confront him and she's like, I know what you did for me. And, you know, I know that, you know, when you, when you say you're like, I know that when you yell at me, it's because you really want to hug me. And when you fire me all the time, it's because you really want to kiss me. And then, you know, he's like, Oh, you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. And then we end with them hugging. Um, and she's like, I'm so glad that, Oh no. And he's like, how did you find out? And he, she's like, Oh, Niles spilled the beans. Right. As she said that Niles had come into the office 
And then you see that Mr. Sheffield's angry at him. So he kind of like motions for Niles to come towards him again, like behind Fran's back, ostensibly to grab him by the collar and threaten him again. <laughs> but then Fran is like, you know, melting into his embrace. And then Mr. Sheffield like reconsiders and instead like poo-poos Niles away. Yeah. Who was like, oh no, like I want more of this. This is a very, it was a very deep embrace. There was, I'm like, it was I'm, like, a very, very deep embrace. It's like an erotic hug. Yep. It's like, how does that hug, that type of hug, not lead to more? I don't know, because he's weird, man. Like, it's, 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 I, I'm glad that this is the season that, like, leads to them getting married, because it's starting to get, like, a little strange, where it's like, you clearly want this woman, but, and you're, like, doing stuff with her, on a level that like is already opening one of you up to get hurt. So like the whole idea that he's like, um, you know, Oh, I, I, I don't want to ruin our relationship at all. It's like, well, this, your relationship could already get ruined just based on what you're doing. So just date this woman, you know? Yeah. But maybe it's realistic that maybe it's realistic that it would live in this limbo for a while. Like, it's kind of like, maybe, um, I don't know. Listeners. What do you think? Do you think that they could coexist in this space? I mean, I guess they don't coexist in this space for that long because they're going to get together pretty soon. But yeah. um, then, um, you know, the end of the episode is uh, Fran and Mr. Sheffield are coming down the stairs a few days later. And he's like, I can't believe Mrs. Streisand invited you back to her house. And Fran's like, what can I say? We bonded. And then it's actually clear that uh, Fran has stolen a boot and that Barbara clearly is going to insist that she gives it back. <laughs> and that's why she invited her. Um, and then the button of this episode is actually a blooper reel. I like this. I liked it, but I, I love a blooper. I, I do love a blooper. Um, one of them is like, you know, Fran's driving and she's like with Mr. Sheffield and she's like, you know, Mr. Sheffield in my neighborhood, when you turn 17, or no, she's like, Mr. Sheffield, you know, when you turn 17 in this country, you get yourself a car. And she's like, or if you're, unless you're from my neighborhood, and then it's a car or a nose job. <laughs> um, and, you know, oh, and the thing is, in the actual scene, she goes, he like kind of looks at her and she goes, I got the car. But in the blooper reel, she goes, I got the nose job. And then she realizes what she said and they like both start to crack up. And then there was a blooper with Nicole Tom, which yeah. I was wondering if you flagged this as well, but I, I get into it in trivia, but Basically, Nicole Tom like kind of like flubs her line and Fran Drescher goes, ah, you're overworked. You're in two movies of the week. Huh? But it kind of yeah. forced like maybe Fran and the producers really were annoyed. Yes, um, that's, it, that's what I felt. It was real. And the fact that they put it in the bloopers was weird to me. I agree. It was it was a I agree. Strange. That one stuck out to me. I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. And I was like, oof. Yeah. Um, but. Well, that was the episode. I mean, it was either felt forced like they were genuinely annoyed with her for working too much, or it felt like they wanted to promote that she was doing TV movies. Uh, probably, I mean, maybe both. <laughs> you know, uh, so I don't know. So uh, maybe both. Maybe both. We don't. We don't know, Toria, and that's the lesson here, everybody. We don't know. You don't know. You never know someone else's truth. You don't know. <laughs> Exactly. You never know someone else's truth, guys. And that's something that we should all take heed of and remember as we head into the holiday season. You don't know someone else's truth. So, you know, instead of getting annoyed, maybe just be a little more understanding this year, this Christmas. Yeah. Or don't and go a, home. Don't go and home. And at all. Or don't go home at all. Say that you say that, you, you know, the office called you in and. Have a friend, have a friend connect to your parents and tell them that you passed away. <laughs> 
But don't do it like on the holidays, but around them, you know, really teach them, really teach them a good lesson. That got me because I did not see it coming. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, well, okay. let's get into segments. Segments. Something we can all see coming. And now, segments. So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. And we're back. And we're going to talk about our favorite moments and lines from this spectacular extravaganza. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Toria, what do you got? Um, I really liked when Fran comes barging into the room at the beginning with Rosalind Kind. And yeah. Rosalind goes, this nut isn't working with us, is she? <laughs> she feels very cheerfully. He goes, oh, no, she just takes care of my children. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um, that was a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I also really liked uh, at one, por- one point in the episode, Brighton comes up to Fran and he's like, Fran, can I ask you a question? I'm having a little personal, tr- a little personal trouble. And she goes, honey, you're at that age. You should be talking to your butler. <laughs> Just the idea that it's like it, he doesn't have a mom and his father's so absentee that it's like a <laughs> child in Brighton's position talks either the nanny or the butler. <laughs> um. I, go on. Do you have any? Um, okay. So I liked the – wait, where my notes go? Okay. So I really liked the um, – I, I didn't have – I didn't – this one wasn't uh, so many one-liners for me. I really liked her the, – the performance of, of Fran overhearing what she thinks is Barbara Streisand singing and like melting down I thought was great. The way you described it was really good. It, like, it was like her body starts like – like shaking like she's like uh like <laughs> i love that i also really liked um that i liked just the idea that she gets so excited about going to barbara streisand's house that she hits a rabbit with her car i thought that yeah. was very funny like yeah that that really i i didn't see it coming and i just thought it was so funny and then i also like that they paid that off by her seeing the rabbit's foot and that's the thing that like freaks her out like i thought that was really stupid um i really like this line um when when Mr. Sheffield gets out of the car for air, we get, you know, some Fran and Cece interactions when they're both in like dire straits. And I just love when they're together and like get paired yeah. together. And she's like, Nanny, fine. No, you can drive. Put, you can drive. And she's like, no, no, I can't. And she goes, I know. You put the car in neutral and I'll just push. I showed my mom up a hill in San Francisco once. This is just a small foreign car. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, but her mom is, is, is heavier than a Porsche. Uh um, and I really like that little beat of when Niles is like, did you really talk to Miss Streisand? And then it's like, yeah, but I told her I love you, my queen. And she said, put those boots back. <laughs> so I love stuff like that. Um, I, 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 I laughed a lot at this episode. I thought I, I just really, really liked it overall. Um, I thought it was so, so many one-liners, so many funny situations um, and big fan. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good app. Uh... Eight yeah. out of ten. Eight out of ten. Out of ten. Yeah. I might give it a nine out of ten. Well, no, an eight out of ten if we compare it to the ones that get comedy and heart. Because I usually the Agreed. ones with heart are the ten out of tens for me. I agree. 
Unless it's the Rosie show, which is a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, baby. Um, for Yiddish, yeah. uh, Fran goes, I've got such a shtuck in my good derm. In my gaderm. Yeah, I was wondering, is this Yiddish or was this nonsense? So shtuck <laughs> means trouble. I couldn't, okay. I honestly couldn't find what gaderm was. I didn't know that's a body part. I don't know if I was spelling it wrong. I feel like we slightly failed the listeners because I feel like one thing that we do really well on this show is education is Yiddish education. But this was beyond even Google or my ability to use Google's uh, capacity. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I didn't do any. I didn't even try to look it up because I figured that this was what you would flag. But yeah, I don't know. Um I've never heard this before. Yeah, but shtuk does mean trouble. So it's like she has trouble in what – I kind of assumed it meant stomach or indigestion or something like that. Mm. She was nervous. Okay. Listeners, if you know, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. We would like to know. Um, Uh, And then the – oh, trivia. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as we we mentioned before, uh, Fran Drescher makes reference to Nicole Tom being in two – Movies of the week, so that she was overworked. I love this. Indeed, she was. This episode overworked or into movies? Maybe both. I can only answer one. I can only answer one because I again don't know her truth. But (laughs) just on December, this episode aired on December eleventh, nineteen ninety six. Okay. Nicole Tom was in two made-for-TV movies that year. One called "For My Daughter's Honor," also released as an indecent seduction, and also (laughs) "What Kind of a Mother Are You." Both oh aired in November of that year. So literally the month before she was in two made-for-TV movies. And I, Wow. And my the, daughter's uh, honor is about – oh, my God. No, I'm going to – why do you – why do you think I'm not going to go – stop Googling and be present. You're going – you're going to talk about it? Oh, good. Yes. I can't wait. I also – I don't know how you can Google so fast. Um, So for my daughter's honor was actually a CBS – movie it was mm-hmm. made for tv so it was same network which means they clearly were like drawing from their talent which see made- i think they did want to promote this yes but i think like it's kind of very telling they were like oh yeah let's promote it but then also we got a little insight into how probably the actual production staff was yes. feeling about it agreed totally uh, agreed it was not an authentic laugh it was like no. i'm making a little dig um Yep. And then what kind of a mother are you? It was very, very hard to find the original network, but I think it was Lifetime. And, okay, the plots. <laughs> I wanted to watch these movies, let me tell you. So <laughs> for my daughter's honor, also in Decent Seduction, it had Nicole Tom and Mac Davis, who plays a lot of um kind of sleazy, skimy, skeezy guys in the 90s. Okay, It's about – um a student teacher affair and it's about like a teacher that like really really takes advantage of this like young girl high school okay. student played by nicole tom and you know it's just i think it's called for my daughter's honor because i think a lot of the movie centers around maybe like her mom trying to like take this guy to court or trying to like you know figure out what's going on though i'm not 100 percent sure but i also noticed Nicole Tom's friends, Allison Hannigan was one of them. And also there was a girl from Popular, that WB show. She was also in other things. I forget her name. But so it has a couple other people who you might recognize. And it was also just like, it's one of those things where it's like, you're like, ooh, what is, it's just so many skeezy things. Like it's the kind of thing where it's like, clearly this teacher kind of grooms this girl. And at one point, like apparently he has a daughter her age in the school and he convinces his daughter to invite her over for a sleepover. So that, like, he can just be closer to her. Like, very, like, goosebump stuff. And in the end, he goes to jail. Then, 
Um, (laughs) Okay. What kind of a mother are you? This is the one I really want to see. Okay. Here's the synopsis. Kelly, played by Nicole Tom, keeps Mm -hmm. getting – she's a teen who keeps getting in trouble with the police. So her her mother agrees to her going into a juvenile detention center overnight. But it turns out she is kept there for much longer and it is much harder for her to get out once she has been admitted into the juvenile justice system. Oh, my God. During her incarceration, she is assaulted by inmates and abused by the system. What? Oh, my God. So it's basically a mother trying to do like a scared straight for her daughter and then is like, oh, shit, I fucked up. She <laughs> can't get her out. Um, oh, yeah. my God. That's so, so intense. Both trailers you can find online. Yikes. And scenes from both you can find online. Yeah. Um, so that's the trivia. Okay. The trivia. Um, and Great then, trivia okay. this week. I loved it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what character did you relate to, Sean? So I really struggled with this one because I I never cared about having a car, although I did get one, but I like never wanted it. You know, like I I, I we had to have one because I lived in Florida and there was no other way to get it around, but I wasn't like a car guy, you know? And you know, I don't know. I'm not a Barbara Streisand. I'm not a huge Barbara head. Well, let me think who you could be. So I had a hard time, you know, because like all of the things were like kind of revolved around stuff that I was like, I don't know. I guess I'm the Niles because I was just like um, the funniest one. Because <laughs> I'm the best. And yeah. then I'm the goat. Um, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think who I would. Who are make. you in this episode? This was a tough one. Uh, well, I actually know. I related to Fran because I get very starstruck. And I also say I let fear limit me all the time. I. Uh, I didn't even really think I was capable of driving in LA. I didn't have a car for a couple capable. years. Capable. That's so funny. Yeah, no, because I, I really thought it was too much for me and too scary. And actually the thing that got me to do it was I had to drive someone to the hospital. And so it was like I had to do it. Wow. Yeah. And then all now right. I have a now I have a car. And I actually I was like, oh, this is cute because it does remind me of Kyle is very like he really always wants me to try things that like I think are too scary or I feel like if I had if I was like afraid to drive because something had happened he would really really be like no 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 you need to drive like today like Hmm. like you're not like he would try to be like that's how you're gonna get over this right like um so yeah I related to that a lot all right well that's interesting I didn't know that about you oh yeah it's because my my mom tell my mom literally has said Toria you shouldn't be driving if you're not suited to it. Like oh, it, it comes right. from, there's a lot of fear-based thinking in my family. Um, uh, all right. Well, so, and then the question of the week, I guess, should be. Um, let's think about it. I don't I know. Said, Do you drive? <laughs> it's the worst question in the history of. Oh, Washington. here's a good one. Here's a good one. How old were you when you got your license? I, well, I'm trying to think of more of a, a nanny-related one. Oh, I, I, I'm how old thinking, was the nanny when she got her license? Um, I'm trying to think. I want to know, what do you guys think about where Fran and Mr. Sheffield's mm. relationship is right now? That's a better question. Is yeah. it like, yeah, are you guys like, are you like, I'm loving that there's so much sexual tension? Are you like, it's too much sexual tension? Are you like, get married already? Yeah. Um, or do you think they could have sustained this level for, you know, a hundred more seasons? Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a good, that's a good check-in point. Cause we're, we're I mean, almost like, at the middle of the season now. 
Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, all right. Well, cool. And listen, as always, you can let us know the answer to these questions on Instagram at OhMrChefPod or Twitter at OhMrChefPod. Uh, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you can leave a rating and a review. Five stars really helps us and helps other people find the show. And I think for me, that's a week. Goodbye. It's a week. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. The Flashing Girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. I, uh, uh, Miss Fine. <laughs>